to the Buy and Sell Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Frank Gray, here with a very special guest today, Tom DiGiacomo. How's it going, Tom? Doing great, Frank. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I'm glad we get you on because you've got, uh, there's a special event coming up. And uh, I, I would like everyone in the real estate biz to understand what's going on here, what it is, uh, how it started. And how they can participate. So what's coming up? And it's August 1st, right? August 1st. In fact, I can share this real quick right here. It's called National Night Out. Okay. And um, we got involved back in 1990. Um, what happened back in 1990 was we were in kind of a market like we're in now. Um, on the quiet side. And of course, we're all trying to struggle. How do we make business happen and things like that? So... What would happen? What happened with us is we have a 7-Eleven that's tucked away in our neighborhood here in Orangeville, Secret Heights area, okay. Sacramento, and the only 7-Eleven tucked into a residential neighborhood and throughout the whole country. So we have <laughs> a we have a little specialty going on there. But back in 1990, I'm originally from New York. Okay, so you don't have stuff going south in my neighborhood. And what happened back then is we started having gangs, and we did. Um, Sheriff's Department did uh, identify them as gangs, so we know they were gangs. Um, hanging out there at that 7-Eleven. It's like on a Friday and Saturday night, you could not even go drive by without having to come to a complete stop because of all the kids hanging out there. And mm. that got to be a big problem. So I got with the owner of the 7-Eleven at that time, and I said, we need to crack heads here and come up with something. I started Neighborhood Watch at that time, and I said, we need to do something here um, to get this to go away. So we came up with this idea called, uh, actually not called, but we actually put speakers out in front of his store and started playing classical music. <laughs> Seriously, Frank, it worked. Within a month, they were gone. No way. Yes. So the so, classical music, it was just something they couldn't get behind, huh? It was just like, I can't deal with this music. I guess, I, you know, I don't have the answer to that, but I just know that that worked. And what has happened today, here we are 33 years later, is 7-Eleven Corporation has taken that one idea that we had started here throughout the whole country. Huh. So, and there are issues in 7-Elevens, and I actually experienced that three or four years after that. Um, and I was in Phoenix at my cousin's house, and on the news, there was something going on with the 7-Eleven. So he told me to come into the room, and he said, they're putting, they're putting speakers out, and they're playing classical music in Phoenix at a 7-Eleven. I go, cuz, you want to know where that started? Hello, yours truly. So anyway, that worked. And so I said, I'm on to something here. You know, there's got to be um, things that we can do that doesn't cost really anything to, to make, you know, things go away. So then what happened then is they ended up going to our parks in our neighborhood. And we have a few, actually two different park districts in our neighborhood. And so I went to both superintendents and I said, you guys got sprinklers in your parks? And they go, yeah. I said, do you have timers on them? And they go, yeah. I said, can you send them to like 10 o'clock at night curfew? And they did. And next thing you know, do, 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 and off they went out of the parks. So, wow, we, we, uh, we come up with some pretty, you know, easy to go ideas that worked. And that's all I'm trying to say is that you never know sometimes the simplest idea can, can make things happen. So that's yeah. what I started there. So I ended up, um, from there, I ended up um, starting having meetings. I wanted to have neighborhood watch meetings. And when I started the program like that, 
I said, you know, we don't even know our neighbors next door. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and start knocking on the doors of just the neighbors on my street and see if I can get everybody's names and phone numbers and put together a little street directory. And so I did that. I actually, and I got help from the title companies. There's where another free service, we can get the uh, names of our neighbors, so to speak. So it wasn't hard when I was knocking on those doors and saying, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, I'm your neighbor down the street. Well, that got out over the fences and they wanted me to do the streets on both sides of us over here. And then word got out even more and more and more. So it turned out now I'm knocking on the neighborhood. I mean, so just to give you an idea, we're talking about over 4,000 homes. And wow. I'm, back in 1990, when things were so slow, I'm trying to figure this way of how do I get in front of people? How do I get people to, you know, understand what I'm trying to do here and, you know, move forward with this? Well, I ended up getting on all the TV stations, you know, at three, four, ten, you know, they all came out here and televised me doing this process. And it was interesting because I'd be wearing my little Century 21 badge. Yeah. And they looked at that when I first opened the door and they go, you're not for real. And I said, I am for real. You know, and once the TV stations got it out, they, they seen that more. And, but I got with our crime prevention specialist and I said, can you help me? I said, they're not believing in what I'm trying to do here. So she says, come with me, go downtown. And she gave me a nice little sheriff's uh, volunteer badge. No. Yes. How cool. Yeah. So now I had this next to my other badge. And so they would see both. And then they started saying, yeah, he's for real. So knocking on doors back in those days, I wasn't saying, would you like to buy or sell real estate? I was knocking on doors saying, hey, I'm Tom with the Neighborhood Watch. I'm putting together a street directory of your neighbors. And we'd like to get your name and number so I can get this out to all your neighbors on your street. Yeah. And that's that mushroom that just took off. And so that was a, um, a good thing there that I started back in those days. And my point is, real estate was slow. How do you get in front of a, uh, somebody at a house, you're knocking on doors, because knocking on doors goes back to basics, right? And so I said, how do we get in front of uh, neighbors or so and do something a little bit different? Not ask for buy or sell, ask for a name and number so I can put together a street directory. And that's what I did. From there, the sheriff's department, we have what we call crime prevention specialists. They want, um, they want us to basically get help. And he, she seen at that time that I needed help because I was on a, I was on a roll. Hmm. And so I said, can we, um, so when I was knocking on doors, getting, you know, people to give me their names and numbers, I asked them, would you mind helping me? Because I'm putting together a newsletter like this. And this will go out to all your neighbors at, you know, at your, on your street, if you can help me deliver these. So that took off. And now I'm sitting with over 100 streets in the program. Each street has a, a, um, a street coordinator that actually gets this newsletter at their door, and they go ahead and pass them out to the neighbors. And on there, we do have the crime stats every month of what's going on. I don't know if you can see that, but it's not it's, not really, but it's cool. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. And for those of you that are just listening, not not viewing, it's a it's a really cool little newsletter he's got to put together there. And so you deliver this to there's someone in control of the street. There's like a street coordinator, whatever you said it was, and they get delivered to them and they go out and hand them out to the neighbors, basically. So you're not doing a mailer. Um, you're not mailing. You're doing a hand delivery correct. type of a thing. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say next. Now, once since 1990, I haven't put a postage stamp on any of these newsletters. Man. And self-delivered going out there. So now, okay, it came to an expense to print these guys up. 
and back in the 90s, I'm sure you went to, like I went to many different uh, seminars. Sure. And told that, you know, try to put something together that could help go have support what you're trying to do. So in the back of my newsletter, I have sponsors. Yeah. Sponsors that yeah. have this newsletter. So every month now, 3,000 of these get printed up every month. And they go out to, like I said, over 100 streets in our neighborhood. And, and they're all hand-delivered. All hand-delivered. Not once do we put a dime on a you know, postage stamp. One of the things that I have done, and I don't know where I got this talent, though, but one of the things I have done inside the newsletter, I call it a president's report. And I've always come up with something positive in my little column right there. And I don't know why, where I got this gift or so from that, but I'll tell you, some of the things that I've written in the past, how would you like getting a call from a neighbor and saying, hey, Tom, I just read what you wrote in this newsletter. You happen to have any extras? I want to send them to my kids in different states that they're in. And I said, sure, where do you live? And I went over there and I handed them how many of them that they needed. But so this goes out, not just to the neighbors, but also we have merchants in our area that I put them in places so people can pick them up. Yeah. So it goes out and out and out. And there's a whole science in that as far as how that's all processed, let's just say. I mean, it goes from a printer to a lady that counts them out to someone who picks them up from there and takes them to what we call regional coordinators. And then the regional coordinators drop them off to the street coordinators in their region. And that's how it goes out to the neighbors. So it's a it's a chain, so to speak. And it's just been awesome, but not once self-supporting that I have you know paid anything on it. How many but how often does it go out, Tom? Once a month. Okay. We have neighborhood watch meetings once a month. And when we started this program, like I said, there was a need for that. I ended up going to our local elementary school here and asked them if I could have my meetings at their in their PE room. And they said, sure. So lo and behold, for the first three or four years, standing room only in this PE room every month. Wow. Because of what was going on in the neighborhood. So you had crime going on and you so you people come out when there's stuff like that going on. So <clears throat> back in nineteen ninety four, I was with Prudential Real Estate at that time. And they put out this magazine called Rock Talk. And I had, um, I don't know how they found me, but the point is that they did, they did an article on me. Yeah. How much my business soared 75% in my neighborhood from Neighborhood Watch, you know, and that's how I basically had built my business. So my little farm, well, it's not a little farm, it's 4,000 homes, right? Um, that has basically been my bread and butter. So. Yes, this has given me business over and over again. When this went out, it then went out to a magazine that we all got throughout the whole country. And I don't remember what it was called, Real Estate Today or something. And they wrote an article on me. So now I am out to the work to the country. And then I had agents saying, how do you do this? You know, can you get me started, so to speak? So I actually put together a coordinator's manual. So <laughs> anybody, anybody that wants to start this, here you go. It's free. I don't charge nobody for it. Um, I'm even paying for the postage. I don't care. Or I could probably just send it on over to an email kind of thing. But this kind of gave you a step-by-step -step way of the way it was back then. Now, with technology today, I'm sure you could take one of my things I say to do and tweak it to... Sure. So that's how that went. So, <clears throat> for, so today, for instance... Um, 
National Night Out, like I said, is a national event that goes throughout the whole country. It's it's when law enforcement, fire departments, sheriffs, police, they want to go and meet and greet the neighbors. So typically what happens is that you, let's say you're a street, you can have like a little block party. That's a you know, simple little thing. And that's what I did my first year. Had a little block party saying, neighbors on my own street, come on over here. We're going to have a little, we're going to block up this little half court and have like a little event to meet and greet with you guys. That went real well. And that's why you know, I did that the first year and I seen the need. I got with the 7-Eleven owner and I said, hey, can we do this in your parking lot? Nice. Year? Yeah. And next to the 7-Eleven is a vacant field, which we also took over. So we got the vacant field and the 7-Eleven parking lot that we close off that night. And it's just one fun time. So for um, the first, oh, I'm going to say 15 or so years, the theme was dunk the president. And since I was a president, we had a dunk tank out there. And here are these little kids throwing a ball, trying to dunk me. Well, Frank, I'll tell you, when those kids grew up and had kids of their own, that was the time for me to retire out of the dunk tank because it got... <laughs> I can't do this no more. <laughs> I just kept on and I couldn't believe it. These guys said, wait a minute, weren't you like that yesterday? <laughs> now they got kids of their own, you know, and going, this is unbelievable how this is all kind of mushroomed and grew like this. So um, so that's what I'm saying. You can have like a little block party. It doesn't cost you nothing to do that. If you want to have like a farm, if you do have a farm, there's no reason why, whether whoever you are, you buy, um, you know, realtor, lender, you can do this and block off your street and go ahead and have your little party. That one night, it's always the first Tuesday in August. So next year, it's gonna be like August 6th, but it's always designated to be the first Tuesday in August. Mm. And you still have time to do that. Now, the sheriff's departments, police departments, they want you to register on their site so that they can bring out their officers, so to speak. Sure, yeah. And so you gotta go on there. Sometimes they fill up, I don't know, but I mean, just if you did that, now you're on there and they will come out and meet and greet you and the neighbors. So my little event, it's not little no more, okay? I mean, I actually have a fire truck that comes out there, hands-on for the kids to get on. We have all these games for the kids to play. We have a, a hot dog meal, like hot dog chips and a soda or a drink for like $2. And the reason for all of that, um, we have cotton candy, we have a bounce house, you know, we have a DJ in the parking lot that actually we do a hula hoop contest. And that is so cool too, because it's, it's well, funny to see these sheriffs and hilarious trying to do hula hilarious. Hula <laughs> but it is, it is so much fun that night and it has taken off as far as what I started back in those days. And I'm just happy that the neighbors came out to make this happen. You know, another thing real quick, <clears throat> drug free zone. Have you heard of drug-free zone? No. Okay. Drug-free zone is where you designate an area, um, and it has to fit within the guidelines of the zone. And there's, there's, there's uh, stuff on that, information on that. And if you uh, are within a drug-free zone, what happens is that if there was someone that gets caught with drugs or whatever, okay, they're supposed to get stiffer penalty, penalties. Mm. That's the way it's supposed to work. So we tried this when we first started um, – like within the first six, seven years, I've seen that this was going somewhere. I said, let's try to see if we can make this a drug-free zone. And it turned out, yes, we were able to do that. So 
So now we were able to had to buy had to get these signs, drug-free zone signs, to put on every street coming into our quadrant. So we found out through the county it was going to cost us sixteen hundred dollars to get these signs. Mm. Okay, great. How do we get sixteen hundred dollars? So you know we we shared the idea. A lot of people said, why don't you go ahead and ask your advertisers on your newsletter to see if merchants can help you, yada, yada. I said, no, why don't we have all our street coordinators, when they're passing out the newsletter, ask them to knock on the door and ask their that neighbor for $1 for the drug-free zone sign. $1. So what that ended up doing was getting a neighborhood participating into something they thought was valuable. And I wasn't just getting $1, I was getting fives, tens, twenties, okay? So it turned out on that one little thing we did, we raised something like $2,600. We, yeah. we only needed $1,600. So I said, okay, we got the money. So now I gave that order to the county. County never had an order that big. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to our county supervisor and basically we are a, were able to get that order filled and the signs up. So now we've been a drug-free zone since like 1997 or something like that. How neat. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is that we have challenged the district attorney um, on those stiffer penalties when someone has gotten caught. And there's all these loopholes, you know, but it hasn't happened yet. And I have been saying to my neighbors that the day that this happens, that someone does get the stiffer penalties, that's the day I'm retiring. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, you know? Because I did my mission in life. Yeah, right. Um, so wow. So yeah. So um, another thing that just happened yesterday, which was very interesting. You know, it doesn't cost you nothing to do this event because you can have neighbors. You know, a potluck. They all bring the little thing. You're yeah. just you're heading it. Yeah. Where it goes the first time, and then take it. You know, there year after year after year. They're gonna get to start knowing who you are and what you do. So that's really important when you get to that point. So another thing that I do in this neighborhood is a Christmas light contest. So during Christmas time, all these neighbors, they're involved in this contest and each street we have a winner and the winner gets a nice, beautiful colored plaque, you know, in a yeah. frame. In a frame. Yeah. So what happens is we ask for the volunteers in November, starting the 1st of December to the 15th, we have the volunteers go out and judge the contest, the, you know, the, the streets that I give them. They came back to me with the winners. Now on the 16th to 24th of December, no one's working, right? Yeah. And I'm knocking on doors. I'm knocking on those doors and giving everybody their certificate who won the contest. Yeah. Oh, neat. It's like the publisher's clearinghouse. These guys are waiting for me to come to their home. <laughs> I'll go to our local, you know, Lowe's and stuff in our neighborhood here, and someone will come up to me out of the out of clear blue and say, "Hey, Tom, I'm buying more Christmas lights because we're going to win this year." <laughs> this is what we also develop. There again, doesn't cost you nothing to do this, and you can find a way of making yourself more farmable kind of thing in your neighborhood. What I loved about that is when I knocked on those doors with those certificates, they would open the door and they go, hey, Tom, how's real estate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just accomplished two things that were the, are the hardest things to get across to, you know, yeah. your friends and family and neighbors. And Tom. so that's something that's worked real well and it's been very successful. So I'm sharing ideas that are free 
that are just a matter of time that you know at the you can get yourself known in your own little neighborhood or wherever farm you that you're having and start something. It's wonderful, Tom. I can't thank you enough. I I'm speechless to tell you the truth. I don't even know what to say. The whole journey from how you started and how it developed and how you went from one thing to the next thing, the classical music, the 7-Eleven, the everything is just such a neat, neat story and a neat journey. And where you are now with National Night Out and how people can participate in that. Um, I just congratulations, Tom. I just congratulations. What a neat, neat thing. And what a community leader you are. That's just absolutely notable and commendable, Tom. I'm just I'm blown away, brother. Hey, let me ask you this, Tom, um, for for the for the real estate people that might be listening. And you said that they could reach out to you and maybe get the manual on kind of how to get started. What's the best way for them to reach you? Well, they can email me, I guess. What's the what's the email? I'll put it, I'll I'll make sure it's in the YouTube descriptor. Right. Okay. Right. What what's the email? I'll spell it to you. I'll lay it out to you. Okay. It's yeah. Tom Agent. T O M A G E N T at and that's my first and last name. Tom T O M D like in dog I G I A C O M like in Mary O dot com. There you go. TomDeGiacomo.com. TomDeGiacomo.com. One of the things that I, um, this, you know, I can tell you, I'm very passionate about this and what I've been doing all these years. But this just didn't start then. This started when I was a little kid, and I'll share my mm. story real quick. Mm. Back in those days, do you remember a thing called the Celebral Palsy Telethon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had a, uh, my dad's friend, a kid had a Celebral Palsy. And every year, I always wanted to figure a way to contribute to Celebrity Palsy Telethon. So I started in my backyard a carnival. I would get dressed up as a clown. I used to play the accordion and I'd get out there and get the neighbors on our street to come out and, and you know, give us a dollar or two so I can send that over to Celebrity Palsy Telethon. So I made this carnival type of a, effect and that's what I did back in those days. Here I am now at my age of 72, I think it is. And about five years ago, one of our neighbors, they had all these games and stuff that they were using for an event that they had were doing all these years. So he called me and says, Tom, do you want these games? Because we're just going to throw them away. You might meet them for National Night Out. And I went, sure, I'll come and get them. Well, when I went over there to pick them up, they had two, and I have it on my um, desktop. They have two... Um, wooden carved out carnival type of a um statues like a statue but of, of a carnival i mean you can look at that and say that's carnival yeah so when i looked at those i went wow here i am five to six years old seven years old carnival here i am today 72 they brought carnival back in my life and so neat now story those two things are right at the entrance of our ticket booth area. Yeah. And I look at those every year, um, and I went, wow, I went full circle. That is so neat, Tom. What an awesome, awesome story. Let me ask you this, Tom. Uh, for those who might be watching or, or listening to the podcast who might need someone uh, in your area, what, what areas do you serve as far as real estate is concerned? Sacramento area. Sacramento, Sacramento area. Sacramento County, uh, Pasa County, El Dorado County. 
If there's yeah. anyone looking to, to buy or sell a home in those areas, Tom, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you? If they're if if they you know just really grew to love you like I have in 20 minutes, uh, you know, and they feel like Tom's my guy, you know, how do they how do they reach you, Tom? What's the well, best I, way for I, a customer? I have a cell phone number. You can reach me on my cell, which is 916-606-7462. Excellent. Good stuff. Um, just just so great, Tom. I can't even believe how fun this one was. I, I didn't have to say a thing. You you stole the show and in, in a very, very cool way. And just such a golly, man, just neat stuff. I'm just so impressed with you. Tom, de, de, how do you say it? De, de, de Giacomo. De Giacomo. Tom De Giacomo. Frank, I, Tom, forgot, I, got, I forgot one more thing. One more thing. We'll go. What do you got? I mean, this is serious business, too. About five or six years when I was into the program doing this, um, I was just trying to make this neighborhood safe again, right? But then Sacramento Bee started doing a study of why people buy in a neighborhood. And I've always thought that schools would be the number one reason why people would buy in a neighborhood. Well, when I looked at that list, believe it or not, the number one reason why people buy in any neighborhood throughout the country is safe neighborhoods. Mm. That tied right into what I've been doing. And when I seen that, I went, wow, this is coming full circle here. Yeah. Not me. This is the study that the Sacramento Bee had done on why people are buying in neighborhoods. Yeah. Where did that lead into? And I'll give you a good example. I have a listing in my neighborhood. When I'm over there, um, let's say looking at the listing, going over there, I might see an agent at the house, right, with a buyer. So when I do that, I always keep these newsletters in my car. car. So I ran out to the car, I got a newsletter, I go back and I say, give this to your potential buyer, because if they buy this house, this is what they're going to get at their front door every month. I'd hear this over and over again as far as their response. They would say, Tom, they already checked the sheriff's department, they already checked the police department, and they know that this is a safe neighborhood, that's why they want to buy here. Mm -hmm. And so that's all part of marketing how you want to call it but i mean i think it's just all proven fact that this program is it works it, it does it, yeah it works it takes work to make it happen yeah like, what are you doing i mean what what is it you know agents out there doing they're trying to do something when nothing's really going on right now this is the best way of, i think the best way of you're doing engaging it. with people directly you're engaging with people face to face you're bringing them something of you know with that term something of value gets kicked around all the time but in this case it really really is something of great value and uh it's just it's a remarkable thing that you've put together uh once again tom congratulations it's very very Thank cool you. great to meet you in this capacity and understand what you've got going on and i think anybody who's listening or watching would have to go Got to hand it to Tom. He kicked butt on this one. He kicked butt on this one. This is a good one. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So we'll put the contact information for you down below. And uh, if you guys want to engage with Tom, whether you're a real estate agent and or whether you're a, a consumer. Lender, doesn't matter. Yeah, lender, whatever. If you just want to engage with Tom, you want to get involved. Uh, if you'd like to work with Tom, you know, as, as a real estate agent, his contact information is all down below. Tom, I can't thank you enough, my friend. Thanks for being on the podcast. It's been a great pleasure. All right. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Me. Don't, don't leave, Tom. I'm going to say goodbye, but don't leave. All right. So for everybody else out there, just thanks for tuning in. Do us a favor. Subscribe to get more. Uh, we'd love that. Share if you would, especially this show. This has been a, a really good one. Please share this with everyone you know. This would be a really good one to share. And come back again to the Buy and Sell Real Estate Podcast where we do this uh, pretty much, I don't know, 
every week, every couple of weeks, two times a week, whatever we do, we do, but come back again and again, and we'll talk to you guys later. We'll see you next time.